the Gospel of Matthew, the Gospel of Matthew, and we're going to read from chapter 11, Matthew 11, and we're going to read a very famous scripture, we probably all heard that scripture before, if we already don't have it memorized, Matthew 11, 28, Matthew 11, 28. This is what Jesus said. It's page uh, 1514 in the blue Bibles in your pews if you don't have your own Bible with you. You probably can quote that scripture verbatim. Matthew 11:28. Here is what the Lord Jesus says. Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened or heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Again, come to me. Let's just all say that verse together because it's just wonderful, okay? Let's all say it together. Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened or heavy laden, and I will give you rest. And then verse 29, take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. We probably all heard that scripture before. Come to me, all ye who are labor, who are weary and heavy burdened, and I will give you rest. The notes are available online. If you go to our website, you can download the notes and follow up with me. Or you just can listen. Come to me. This is what Jesus said. Not just some people, but every single person who is weary and burdened. And here is what Jesus said. And I will give you rest. Now, if you talk to a Jehovah Witness, they argue with you that Jesus never said that he is God. And guess what? They're right. You read the whole wording of Jesus in the Bible. Jesus never uttered these words, I am God. He never said that. And quite frankly, it's impossible for him to say that. Because the word God in the Bible usually refers to the Father, generally speaking. So for Jesus to say, I am God, that means he's saying, I'm the Father, and we know that this is impossible. He's not the Father. However, however, Jesus had made himself so many times equal to God the Father. He claimed that he is the one who just equal to God Almighty. Okay, and this verse right here is one of those verses. Come to me, and I will give you rest. Jesus doesn't say, come to God, and he will give you rest. He said, come to who? Me, me. And who's going to give the rest? It is not God, it is me. I will give you rest. As a matter of fact, if if you search the words of the Bible, I will give you rest, this phrase, was mentioned only three times in the whole Bible. Okay? And one other person uttered it in the whole scripture. Guess who that was? God. The, God. the first ex- example is in Exodus 33:14, When God, uh, Moses was bleeding with God and he's saying, God, if you don't go before me, then don't let us get out of here. And this is what the Lord t- spoke back to Moses and said, Exodus 33:14 and he said my presence will go with you and I will give you rest. 
The second time in the Old Testament that phrase was mentioned, when God was making a covenant with David, and he's saying that, I'm going to establish your kingdom. This is what God promising David. And then in 2 Samuel 7, 11, he said, And I will give you rest from all your enemies. No one ever dare to say this phrase. Speaking to all humanity, to all those who are burdened and heavy laden and say, I will give you rest except God, right? Yet Jesus came and he's saying, I will give you rest. I am the one who spoke to you in the Old Testament. I am the one who spoke to Moses and told him that I will give him rest. I am the one who spoke to David and told him that I will give you descendant rest from your enemies. And nowadays, in the New Testament, I came down myself and took upon myself a human flesh. And I have not changed. My promise is still fast. In the past, I said, I will give you rest. And today, I'm still saying it to every single soul that is weary and heavy burdened. I will give you rest. Amen? Amen. Amen. He is God who came down for us. I honestly believe that the one who spoke to Moses in Exodus and the one who spoke to David in Samuel is, is Jesus. This is not the Father. John said, no one has ever seen the Father at any point. Every time God speaks to man... Even in the Old Testament, it is Jesus. Amen? No Bible for it, but that's the only way that the scripture will make sense altogether. I will give you rest. I remember the first time I spoke with, with a Jehovah Witness. I was in college, back home in Egypt. And I tell you the truth. I sat down with this person for like half an hour. He messed me up. Big time. I left the conversation. I'm like... Is my church lying to me? Is Jesus not really God and he's he, he just making that up? Because every single time I bring a scripture to him, he has a very good argument. Again, it's just like, makes sense what he's saying. was just making perfect sense. And I left that, that conversation. I was just confused. But you know what really held me all together? I was thinking, okay, if Jesus wasn't God, who could he ever possibly be? He's the one that I, when I called upon his name, I know he gave me peace and he forgave my sins. If, he's, if he isn't God, who that person can possibly be? And there is no answer to that. He has to be God. If Jesus was not God, he dared not. He can never dare to say, come to me. Give an invitation to all humanity throughout history, regardless of the place, and say, just come to me and I will give you rest. Amen? Amen. Today I want to share with you about three burdens that Jesus can give rest from. Okay? Three burdens that Jesus can give rest from. The first burden is the burden of that yoke of sin. Okay? Number one, the yoke of, or the bondage of sin. Number two, the wages or the guilt of sin. So number one is the bondage, the yoke of sin. Number two, the guilt or the wages of sin. And number three, the power of sin. Okay? We'll go over it and we touch base. So number one, the yoke of sin. Number two, the wages of sin. And number three, the power of sin. So let's start with number one. The yoke of sin. Now, when you are under a bondage or you are under a yoke, that's a heavy burden. Anybody agrees here with me? 
To be enslaved is a heavy burden. The Bible says that. Listen to Isaiah 9, 2-4. This is what the scripture says. The people who walked in darkness have seen a great light. Those who dwell in the land of deep darkness, on them has the light shone. And then Isaiah speaking to God and he says, You have multiplied the nation. You have increased its joy. They rejoice before you as with joy in the harvest as they are glad when they, when they divide the spoil. Why? Why they rejoice before God? Verse 4. For the yoke, listen to this, the yoke of his burden and the staff of his shoulder and the rod of his oppressor you have broken as in the day of Midian. What Isaiah was saying here, the reason people rejoice is God has broken the yoke of what? Their burden. When you have the rod of your oppressor, when you're enslaved, you're under a burden. And Jesus said in the New Testament, in the book of John, chapter 8, verse 34, that whoever commits sin is a, what to sin? A slave to sin. Let me tell you, sin is a cruel Master, And when sin enslaves you, the bondage that sin put upon you is a heavy burden that will wear you out. Ask an alcoholic if he really likes being an alcoholic. They'll tell you, no, I don't like being an alcoholic. It, it ruins my life. Every time I drink, I, decide, I go back home, I beat my wife, I beat my kids, and I beha- I'm behaving horribly. And I'm hurting the people who love me the most. Alright, Mr. Alcoholic, if you don't like it so much, why don't you quit? You know what he will say? I wish I can. The problem is, every time I put it in my heart not to do it again, I still do it. Because it's just a yoke over my shoulder that I cannot break free from. Amen? Ask a drug addict. Our youth who are bound by meth and heroin and drugs, prescription drugs, Ask them if they really deep down when they're left alone in the rooms, they really like what they're doing. They tell you, I don't. I'm stealing so I can go buy drugs that is ruining my life and there's nothing I can do about it. Well, if you don't like it so much, why don't you just stop? You think, he said, the person will say, do you think I don't want to stop? I want to stop, but I can't because I'm so bound under that yoke of addiction. Ask a married man who's, who's addicted to pornography. Do you really like doing this? It's like, no, I don't. I'm hurting my wife. I'm hurting my kids. I have to watch my back every single second. I have to make sure all the files are deleted. It is a bondage. Well, why don't you quit? It's like, I wish I can. I just can't. It's a heavy burden that I cannot break off my, my shoulder. But friends, to every single soul that is bound by sin, for every single soul that is suffering under the bondage and the yoke of sin, there is a man who came and walked on our very earth, and he made a wonderful promise to every single soul that is burdened. He said, just come to me. Come to me. All you who are weary and heavy laden, all you who are burdened, and what I'm going to do, I will give you rest. This is good news. Amen? Amen. There is good news, friends. Jesus, the deliverer, is alive and well, and he can set the captives free. Amen? Amen? All what you have to do is just bring your burden to him and say, Jesus, I truly tried, but guess what? I cannot do it. But I'm coming to you with all my burdens just as I am. Would you please give me rest? Guess what's he going to do? 
He will give you rest. Did Jesus say, I might give you rest? He didn't say, I might. He said, I might consider it. No. He said, just come. And if you come, what I'm going to do, I will surely give you rest. Amen? Sin is a yoke, is a bondage. Whether you like it or not, you're slave to sin. You might not know it. You might want to admit it. But you are a slave to sin if you're committing sin. But today, Jesus the Deliverer can set you free and can give you rest from that burden. Amen? Number two. The guilt or the wages of sin. That's the second burden that Jesus can give you rest from. Listen to this. Genesis 4.13. That's when Cain killed Abel, his brother. And God came searching for Cain. And he's telling Cain, Cain, where is your brother? He's like, I don't know. I'm not his guardian, uh, you know. And then God said, the blood of your brother has cried out to me from the earth. And God started pronouncing judgment and punishment over Cain for killing his brother. Now listen to the, the reply from Cain to God when God pronounced judgment on him. Genesis 4.13 Cain said to the Lord, listen to this, My punishment is greater than I can bear. The judgment that you just pronounced over me, it's a heavy burden that I cannot carry. I cannot bear it. Psalm 38 verse 4. For my iniquities have gone my guilt. When I'm guilty before the law of God. When I sin and break the law of God. My iniquity have gone over my head like a heavy burden. They are too heavy for me. This is what David said. Sin is not just a bondage that enslaves you. Sin is a breaking of the law of God that puts you under the judgment of God. And I have to tell you, and you heard it from me before, and you're going to keep hearing it. God's judgment is no joke. God is a holy and righteous God. He will never accommodate and He will never tolerate sin. Sin is such a cruel master that it's going to start ruining your life here on earth. And then after you die, it's going to take you to that everlasting, Christless, eternal, literal lake of fire where people are going to be tormented forever and forever. And the punishment of God is a heavy burden that no one can bear on their own. Amen? Listen to this scripture. Just listen to this. Revelation 14, 9 to 11. And another angel, a third, followed them, saying with a loud voice, If anyone worships the beast and his image and receives a mark on his forehead or on his hand, he also will drink the wine of God's wrath, poured full strength into the cup of his anger, and he will be tormented. Listen to this. He will be tormented with fire and sulfur in the presence of the holy angel and in the presence of the Lamb. And the smoke of their torment goes up forever and forever. Listen to this. And they have no rest. Or no rest day or night. Those who worship the beast and his image. If you don't, if you don't say yes to Jesus, there is a severe punishment waiting for sin. A lot of people say, don't preach, turn or burn. Okay, a lot of people say that. Don't preach, turn or burn, just preach, you know, loving or whatever. The problem is, 
as human, you don't have the option to turn or burn. Okay? There's no such a thing as preaching turn or burn, or you and I have the option to turn or burn. The mere fact that you were born in the human race, and that you have already broken the law of God, you are already destined to be burned. You are already destined to, be, to bear the punishment of God for all eternity. But Jesus is offering you a way out if you just want to repent and come and take refuge in His blood. So it is not turn or burn, it's this. It's you are already burning, but Jesus is offering you life today. Why don't you come to Him? Amen? You don't have the option to choose today between heaven and hell. By default, if you keep quiet about it, you are already going to hell. You are already going to hell. But Jesus is offering you eternal life today. And listen to this. Remember that scripture when Jesus said, or the Bible said, they will have no rest. Jesus today is offering you rest. He said, I will give you rest from that punishment, from that burden of the wage of sin. But if you refuse that, if you refuse the rest that is, He's offering you, guess what? The day will come when you're going to end up in that literal lake of fire and you will have no rest. And the very rest of God that you want to despise today, you will beg for in eternity and you will never have. Jesus said, I will give you rest. Why? Why can Jesus possibly give you a relief of the burden of the wages of sin? You know why? Because he took that burden upon himself on the cross. Jesus came down from heaven. He is the divine son of the living God. He humbled himself. He became a man just like you and me. So he can go to the cross. And on the cross he paid in full the penalty of your sins and my sins. And all the judgment and the wrath of God that you and I earned. Because we have sinned against him. Jesus has took it upon himself. And because he paid for your sin. He is the only one who can take that burden of the wages of sin over your shoulder. Amen. Amen. Come to me. What would it take for you to have a break, have rest from that burden? Just what? Come. Come to me. All you who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Don't ever reject the love of God when God speaks to you. God, God's grace is not an open-ended invitation. He's not just going to keep extending grace over and over and over and over. There is some time that is coming when God will say, Grace no more, mercy no more, all what is left is a burden of heavy wages of sin. You don't have to bear that. Jesus is offering you life today. Amen? So how many burdens we've speaking about, spoken about so far? Two, the yoke of sin, the bondage of sin, and then the wages of sin. And number three, the power of sin. I just decided to go all theologically deep on you when I titled it this way because I just wanted to rhyme, you know, yoke of sin, bondage of sin, you know, so I just wanted something to rhyme with it, so I chose the power of sin. But what I really mean by that is actually the requirement of the law of God. Where do I get that from? 1 Corinthians uh, 15, 56, the Bible says that the power of sin is the law, the requirement of the law of God. This is what gives sin teeth. But what I'm trying to say here is that the third burden that Jesus can give you break from, can give you rest from, is the requirement, the righteous requirement of the law of God. We were talking about Matthew this morning in our um, Bible study. And what's God's standard? Be ye perfect, because I am perfect. 
Do you want to make it to God on your own? Do you want to reach to heaven by doing good deeds? Oh, simple. Just never sin ever, ever, ever. And even in the past, find a way to go back and undo the sins that you have committed. And be perfect from the moment you're born to the moment you die. Then you're meeting God's standards and you'll make it to heaven. This is what it takes. If you want to make it to heaven on your own way, through your own good deeds. Amen? Amen. This is God's standards. If you want to do it, do it. But guess what the Bible says about these standards that God is requiring. In Acts 15, 10 to 11. Listen to this. The context here is this. There's some Gentiles believer who start getting saved. And then the Jewish believer want them to go and be circumcised and follow the law of Moses, which is the law of God that God given to man. Just be perfect. This is the law of God. So that, that the New Testament, uh, the New Testament Gentiles, alright, the New Testament Jewish believers wanted the New Testament Gentile believers to be circumcised and follow the law with the grace of God. So listen to what Peter said to them, to the Jewish believer in that context. Acts 15, 10-11. This is what Peter said. Now therefore, why are you putting God to test by placing a yoke on the neck of the disciples, the Gentile disciples, listen to this, that neither our father nor we have been able to bear. Peter is telling the disciples, why trying to put the new believers under the requirement of the law of God, under the requirement of the righteousness of God, knowing that this is such a heavy burden that no one can bear. We, could not bear, we cannot bear it ourselves. Our forefathers cannot bear it ourselves. So God's requirement to go to heaven on your own is impossible for you to accomplish. You cannot do it in your own. And it's going to be a heavy burden that's going to burden you as long as you're breathing. And then at the very end, you're going to find that you have failed. As a matter of fact, you have failed already if you even committed one sin. Amen? But there is one person. One person. And his name is Jesus. Who came down from heaven. He's the divine son of the living God. Who's crying out to every single soul in this world that is trying to reach God, to reach out to God through their own righteous works and they keep failing and every single day they experience the burden of trying to make it and they can't. Jesus said, just come to me, all you who are labor and heavy laden and I will give you rest. Jesus is saying, don't try to please God in your own. You already failed and you'll never make it. So Jesus, how are you going to do it? How are you going to give people rest from the burden of the law of God? You know how? We just said earlier when we talked about the wages of sin that Jesus came from heaven. He died on the cross and he paid the punishment that we deserve, right? But here is more good news. Three days later, the divine son of the living God rose up from the dead and the tomb could not contain him. And because he's alive today, he can come into your very own heart and through his life in you, you will be able to fulfill the very righteous requirement of God. Amen? 
So it's not like God going to lower his standards and once you become a Christian, God will say, oh, it's okay to lie now. No, it's not that. It's that Jesus will come, he will dwell in you, and he will give you the power to match up and live according to what God wants you to do. Amen? Come to me, all you who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. If you're today burdened by the yoke of sin, Jesus can give you rest. Amen? If you're today burdened by the wages of sin, Jesus can give you rest. Amen? Amen? If you're burdened today by the righteous requirement of the law of God, Jesus can do it for you. Amen? And He will give you rest. Amen? Amen. Let's just look real quickly here at the last two verses. Verse 29 and 30. Listen to what Jesus said. It's going to be difficult a little bit here. Verse 29. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me. What? He has a yoke? Jesus has a yoke. That's strange. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me. For I am gentle and humble in heart. And you will find rest for your souls. And then verse 30. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Okay, hold on Jesus. We have a question here. We thought that you're asking those who are yoked and those who are burdened to come to you. So you're going to give them rest by taking away that yoke and taking away that burden, right? But here you are saying that you're going to give them a different yoke and you're going to give them a different burden. How is that rest? Do you see what I'm saying? Here is what Jesus is saying. Jesus is saying, there is a cost to follow me. It's not like when you follow me, you can do whatever you want. You can live any life you want. When you walk with me, I am holy. And you have to walk with holiness and perfection. The only difference is, the only difference is, when you were under the rule of sin, sin is a cruel master and you can never match up to what sin wants. Sin is so harsh, so cruel, it's going to ruin your life as much as it possibly can. Keep loading you with yokes and bondages. And then at the very end, it will take you to an everlasting, Christless, eternal lake of fire. But I, on the other hand, Jesus say, I will come in you, I will empower you, I will change you, I'll do all the work for you. That's why my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Because you're not doing it in your own, I am doing it for you. Amen? Let me read that verse for you, and we're closing with that. Romans 6.16. Listen to that verse, very, very important. This is what Paul said. Do you not know that if you present yourselves to anyone as obedient slaves, you are slaves of the one whom you obey? Either of sin, which leads to death, or of obedience, which leads to righteousness. If you read the whole passage, it's just a, a, a scripture, a, a, a one verse from it. What Paul was saying here is this. All people, all people, the seven billion souls in this world are either slaves to sin or slaves to righteousness. That's it. You're a slave. Whether you like it or not, you're a slave. The question is, who's your master? Amen? So Paul was saying, the whole world is, is under slavery. It's just, who's your master? That's the question. Is it sin? Then sin will work in you to produce unrighteousness. At the very end, it's going to give you death. Or is it Jesus, who's a good, 
gentle and meek master who will work in you, not work over you and oppress you. And then at the very end, he will give you eternal life. Amen? His yoke is easy and his burden is light. Not that God will compromise his standards. It's he will come and he will empower each one of us so we can live it. And this, why? His yoke is easy and his burden is light. Amen? Honestly, I don't know why anybody would not like to be a Christian. Why wouldn't you want to be saved? You are a slave anyway. You might as well choose a merciful master. But it's up to you. He's not going to force you to do it. He's not going to make you do it. Because he's a good master. He wants you to willingly come under his lordship. And say, Jesus, from today forward, you and you alone will be my master. You and you alone will be my Lord. Amen? Let's all close our eyes and pray.